random imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Ask about our loyalty program. Is, is that it? Are we just asking about the loyalty yeah. program? Okay, uh, and they're asking about it because we apparently don't have any ideas for this loyalty program. No. I mean, I can think of perks, but like, what are you being loyal to? Is there any way for us to check if you've listened to all of our episodes? I mean, there's probably a way. I guess we could have a quiz. <laughs> or, I think we could have like, you know, eh, I guess. Probably a quiz would be the easiest way to do that. The least uh, weird. Yeah, I don't... Uh, that said, I, I don't know if we want to do the quiz anyway. Because it's still very weird. I mean, you know. It's, it's something that we might do on uh, some kind of anniversary episode. Make a little quiz. Yeah. Currently what I'm, I'm planning for chapter 100 of Fantasia. Which... By my update standards, is gonna be in three to five years. <laughs> you know, it just it it just be like that sometimes. Um, but uh, you know, we could have prizes if you answer all of the really, really, really obscure questions that I would ask that don't really have anything to do with the major topic of the episode. But so they'd have to re-listen to the entire thing for this supposed loyalty Or have program. eidetic memory, you know? Like, if you can remember the content of all of our tangents, you'll you'll be golden. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Eunice. I write things. And... What? I, I have a... You've been taking too much inspiration from me. Hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame on Scribble Hub and Royal Road. Um, and, you know, general creator of things that aren't quite what they appear to be. Okay, so this week, it's your idea. And this week, I'm going to be uh, jumping straight into something that I, I feel like you might appreciate, in that it's a very ridiculous romance. Um,. And actually, like, super ridiculous. Uh, because what it's about is, essentially, you have your two main characters who never meet. They're in a busy city. And they sort of, at separate times, get the idea to sort of, like, write sort of intentionally bad from the point of view of the author, uh like, romance poems, and then just, like, stick them in a hiding place somewhere. I don't know where that hiding place would be necessarily, but it's fine. And anyway, so they, they go to do this, and the second one of them to have this idea finds one already there. And they read it, and then they're like, oh, this is unbearably romantic because they have, you know, romance poison in the brain. Um... And so they start this whole, essentially, like, pen pal romance where they're, like, showing up at this place at different times and leaving each other terrible romantic poems the entire time. And that's just how the entire romance is carried out for, like, 90% of it. Right. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> for the record. I don't write 
ridiculous romances. I write ridiculous <laughs> characters whom, if they did exist, would undergo or would go through the really fluffy, corny, romantic shit that I I write. <laughs> I see. Just I see. I mean, totally is, different from this whatever is... this nonsense. Is. <laughs> Hey, I would consider this, you know, just like a very uh, boring romance plot. I'd kind of laugh at it the entire time. I would enjoy it, but I would laugh at it the entire okay, time. Well, I mean, this is clearly not serious. It's about two people falling in love over crappy, intentionally really crappy yeah. love poetry. From the point of view of the author, from their point of view, it's very, uh, it's very oh, serious. It, oh, so it's not intentionally crappy. That makes it worse. <laughs> Does it make it, it worse makes, or better? I think, I it, think makes it makes it, it worse. <laughs> Why is that? you know, like, when people are not aware of how cringy they're being, it makes me cringe. Uh Whereas if they if they're embracing it, then it's oh it's campy. I can like not not be embarrassed for them. Um. <laughs> I mean, I kind of have a, a degree of respect for just like you know going out there as long as you're not bothering anybody, which these people aren't. I'm down for more self awareness in my in my peoples. Uh, and also, I would never write this story because then I'd have to write a series of really crappy romantic poems. Like, there'd, there'd be so many. <laughs> like, there's so many you'd have to write just to get through the story. Ugh. I mean, probably like 20 or 30 of them. That's not that many. At least. At least. Oh, man. Okay. But you could, you know, you could like... You could whip some of the, them out, like, in a, you know, like, a roses are red, violets are blue, really short ones. Uh, but some of them would have to be long. You probably shouldn't stick too many of those. You'd have to have, like, sonnets and, 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 oh, no. And, uh, if the, yeah, like, if they're not intentionally crappy, like, they would get long. And, like, they'd, they'd like, reply to each other in terms of, like, the, the really, like... Okay. So the first ones are bad, but they're getting better. Is is sort of where I was oh going. Oh god! With that. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. So they progressively become slightly less sappy, romantic crap as we get through the story. No, they they slight. Like, no, they become more sappy, romantic, but they become less crap. <sighs> I'm not a huge fan of amateur poetry. Um. Because it's usually garbage, but uh, people don't, like, criticize it the, the same way that they criticize prose for some reason. Because a lot of it shouldn't be criticized in the same way that prose is. It should be criticized under a different set of no, standards. No, no, I'm not saying, like, you should criticize it as if it were prose. But, like, for some reason, when somebody writes a poem, it's suddenly like, whoa, it's, like, in the realm of poetry, we can't tell them that it's shit. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why that's a thing, but... I don't think that's a thing. I think you're imagining well, I, that's the attitude that I've come across, but maybe it's just Reddit. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't know, uh, but it does sound like a very Reddit um, sort of approach to but things. But yeah, uh, 
I mean, obviously I'm not a fan of garbage prose either. Um, but garbage poetry is pretentious in a way that uh, makes it less tolerable. See, I was thinking of it as very unpretentious because they're not really trying to sell this to anybody. They were just sort of going about it in a in a sort of um, yeah, let's do let's do weird romantic poetry and then show it to nobody mm, except. Like, that's, like, opposite of pretentious. Except after the first time, they're aware that there's going to be an audience. Yeah, they're aware that one other person is okay. reading it. One other person who's fairly on their level. But the fact that, like, you as an author are writing it, like... Oh, okay. I would not write this story, but we can do this. <laughs> uh-huh. So, lonely random person... Uh, in a big city, uh, you know, is somebody who carries one of those little notebooks around and sits in the cafe and just, like, jots down ideas. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that kind of person. You know? Um, they, they, uh, you know, I'm just imagining there's, like, almond milk in their coffee. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not stereotyping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Um, one day... At least admit when you are. Come on. I'm being a... It's called a deadpan irony delivery. Um, yeah, I, I, I was playing into that by pretending to not understand. Um, you know, and then one day, fiddling with a notebook, maybe tears out a page, folds it into an origami crane, or a rabbit, you know, if you don't want to do a crane. Okay, that seems like taking it even beyond what well, I did. Like, I was... Just... There's no way we're just leaving it, like, we're... If you're gonna go into this, you're going to go into it. There's no... You can't half-ass this idea, or it'll be... It'll be so cringe, I won't even... I wasn't trying to half-ass it. I was trying to give it a different, like, feel to it. Because, like, if you fold it into an origami crane, or an origami something, that's, like, not terrible. You're essentially giving off the vibe of, like... People who actually, like, sort of understand the uh, space that they're operating in. But I just kind of wanted them to, like, put this paper in some place and it got all, like, grubby or something. And it's just a mess. Your attitude towards origami is not, is not right. Because, like, if you're just, it's not, like, origami, there's, like, the really fancy pretty kind where you buy the special paper and, like, you know, make all the corners nice and pretty. But then there's also the, oh, I'm really bored. So they're bad at origami. No, no, no. They're casual about origami. Like, for when I'm bored, I start ripping up scrap paper into little squares and turning it into cranes. Okay, and then I just leave them everywhere like garbage because that's what they are. Um. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, so in that kind of origami crane, not like, oh, this poem was so wonderful. I must elevate the medium that it's on into art. Like, no... <laughs> It's more like, okay, that was a shit poem. Like, we got some scrap paper. Let's make a little crane. And then we'll just, you know, leave it on the on the sugar dispenser. Or not... On the sugar no. dispenser? That seems like somebody would have yeah, noticed that Yeah, it's a little too prompt. Well, it has to be somewhere that it won't get rained on. Because, you know, not... 
maybe yeah like or maybe they leave it at the bus stop in the corner like under that little little scheduler pole where i was thinking just like maybe like a walking path on the park has a bit where it goes past like a yeah. tree that's overhanging yeah or just, you know just a little nook where it's like because I wasn't thinking that they really care if it gets rained on at this point. They're just kind of like, yeah, yeah but let's it, put it somewhere. it eventually becomes their exchange nook. So it has to be reasonably well protected from the element. No, the the part of the nonsense is that sometimes it just gets rained on and like part of the poem's missing. Like, I don't... <laughs> and then they fill in, they fill in the missing parts oh. and they oh, return no. it. Oh, no, that's... I'm gagging here. They're, fi- <laughs> they're finishing <laughs> each other's poems. <laughs> you know, this is not the position I expected to be in when I took this idea. But, you know, I'm I'm all for it. You were not expecting... A lo- I don't write cringy romance! <laughs> it's not even that cringy. It's like, I'm not so against it. so cringy. Oh, okay. <laughs> they leave it in a nook. Somebody else, maybe, you know, ducking a sudden downpour, uh, you know, gets near the nook and is like, what's this little, little paper thingy? And then has to have, like, a reason to unfold the crane or other organic creature. Well, the writing is just, like, obviously on it, so. Oh, okay, so they, they fold it with the, with the word side out. Or maybe both sides. Yeah. Both I, sides of the paper. They're a disaster, obviously. Like, okay, I don't know. It's a double-sided page poem. Okay, it's a long... It's a long poem. <laughs> that or it's like a decent-length poem that was just written on both sides of, like, a small you know? piece of paper. You know? And then there's, like, a little, a little sketch in the corner of the paper. Because, you know, artists, they don't limit themselves to one medium. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then they're like, wow, what a cute thingy with Bob. And also, I'm touched. You know, some of that imagery slash metaphor slash whatever literary device you want to put in there. Um. Probably both, actually. Uh, if it's a decent length poem. Yeah. You, you tend to use more than one type of literary technique. Yeah, and uh, you know... They're like, wow, this is... I want to know about who this person is. I feel creatively energized and want to, like, respond creatively to this poem. So then they, you know, whip out their notebook, which they also carry around everywhere. (laughs) And then... Look, we've got a setup that's a couple of very weird nerds. Like, it's fine. I, I mean, it's not that uncommon to have people who carry notebooks everywhere. It's just, um, you know, I'm not saying if you do this, you're a weirdo. Like, I have a notebook. I have two notebooks, one for each fiction I write. Although, it's not like... I have, know. like, 30 notebooks, but, like, I rarely use them. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, like, the way I use mine is to, like, write actual, like, just paragraphs without any spacing or line breaks or, yeah. So it's very much, like, it's just a wall of text that I don't want anybody looking at. My my notebooks are for taking notes, which means that they are often essentially 
pictures and diagrams more than they are uh, just like yeah. words. <laughs> but you know, creative types. Uh, so you know, writes a a reply poem, and then uh, you know, if the first one is like a crane, the second one's like a frog, or you know. Yeah, so they start looking up more and more complicated origami shapes for their terrible poetry. Yeah, it becomes like a origami romance, too, because you can't just leave regular pieces of paper in the nook. That would be low effort. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and actually, uh, you said they want to know more about this other person, and I was thinking, instead of that, we sort of go the opposite direction, where they want to know nothing about this person except for their poetry. I mean, you know, there's the whole, I don't want to ruin the illusion of the picture of the person that I've created in my mind, because the real person probably isn't quite as charming and... Um, cute as i'm imagining except they are (laughs) no it's actually quite the opposite where they think like oh i don't want this person's outer veneer to ruin my image or perhaps make the image better than the person who's actually underneath i want to experience the true depths of their humanity Uh, (laughs) oh that's so cringy are you you're saying they're not pretentious like I was saying they're less pretentious than you were sort of, you know. This is, I, I going don't. At. Okay, this is pretty pretentious, but we. Okay, either way, maybe one of them. I was thinking they're pretentious internally, but not like externally, okay. you know? I mean, maybe they can have differing motivations for not wanting to meet the other person. Or maybe they're just self-conscious. That's a pretty relatable thing. Like, they're probably like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they're self-conscious and they don't want to meet the other person because it involves them meeting them. They're like, they want to see the other person. They're really curious, but they don't want to be seen, so... <laughs> that's, that's pretty common. <laughs> that would be a more relatable thing than, I don't want to be affected by the outer shell of this being that I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm having fun with this. Yes, but these are not real people. This is so little. Okay. And this, uh, it becomes like a routine where like Mondays is one person's turn and Thursdays is another person's turn. And then they're very careful to follow the schedule because they both implicitly agreed that they're not going to go to the place at the same time. Yes. Uh, But not explicitly. You know, they make references to Mondays and Thursdays in their cringy poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh my god. If anybody writes this and emails us, it is not going to be my job to read the story, because I can't. I am going to have (laughs) so much fun. I can't. I... Like, I love this concept. As my sister would say, on a scale of of 1 to 10, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at like a solid Um, 9.5. Come on, this is awesome. No, 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 she said, on a scale of 1 to even, I don't. (laughs) Ah, okay. Anyway. 
Um, and then, you know, some tragedy strikes and then one of them ends up in the hospital or uh, in another... I just want There has to be an interruption of the poetry delivery, okay? Oh, Duh. (laughs) It's like you don't even know how to write romances. (laughs) I would have gone kind of the other way, where where they essentially, like, eventually get to the point where they're like, yeah, I actually do want to meet you, and then they sort of communicate that. But if we just want to go, like, one of them ends up in the hospital, okay. You can't just go from, oh, I'm shy, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with meeting you, and then we meet, and then we get together. Where's the, where's the story, where's the romance plot? (laughs) It's in everything leading up to that point. That's just a normal, healthy relationship forming. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Ah! <laughs> what is wrong with normal with healthy relationships? It's not a romance. Excuse me? What? Don't excuse me. Excuse you. I did say excuse you. Like I like from your point of view, I said excuse me. The point. Why would I be excusing you? The point is. If you want to write a romance, it has to be a romance. Okay? I I feel like this is a fine romance. Well, your, your opinion is wrong. So, one of them uh, ends up okay. in the hospital. Or, you know, like, oh, crap, I got stuck at a business meeting outside of town. And I'm going to miss my Thursday. And I have no way of... I feel like you should just have somebody else, like, deliver it at that point. Like, come on. Pre-prepare this stuff. No, no, no. It's an unexpected thingy. Like, they had it already, but, like, you know, they broke their... They essentially got kidnapped by their business. Or they got snowed, so their flight got cancelled. Or they... Or knowing you, maybe they got literally kidnapped. Rude! What? Duh! Like, make me the ridiculous one here. Okay, the kidnapping. Excuse me, we have switched spaces this episode. The kidnapping, any kidnapping that may or may not happen in future chapters of my story is entirely justified. And I don't appreciate you putting spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) What? That wasn't even where I was well, going with that, but I guess I guess that's where we are now. Okay. I was just talking about the fact that we've, you know, completely swapped positions this episode. Uh, d- d- yeah, you're we're like we both know that you're the more ridiculous person. <laughs> it just doesn't present that way At ways. all times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Okay, so they're either... Let's just go with your weird hospital plot for some reason. You know what? That gives us more They got appendicitis, and now they're in the hospital, and they can't get out for another day or two because they had abdominal surgery. Appendicitis is so normal. Well... Come on, give them something romantic. What, you want... Okay, (laughs) okay. This is where you're wrong. You can't just be like, whoa, I got cancer now. Then, like, that's not... No, 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 no. See, because the thing is, like, the give him something more romantic was actually a reference to, like, as 
the actual like romance movement was going along um there was this like weird uh i would say it's literally the romantic period but they were romanticizing specifically i think it was tuberculosis and it was hilarious to like read that stuff back now because this is like this person is dying and is like yes I got the I got the artist sickness and it's like come on yeah we're not giving anyone tuberculosis yeah in in the modern day that would it be wouldn't weird. be realistic and also they they'd have to be in isolation for like a while so they wouldn't be infectious they, and they would probably have given a bunch of other people no okay no tuberculosis okay like that's just not like no append we're going with appendicitis okay you could also go minor sure. car accident with a broken leg but then you know they'd be discharged the same day unless they needed unless it was a one that had to be surgically repaired. Maybe they'd be hanging out in the hospital. Um, oh, there we go. They just, like, got in a random car accident. That's fine. But, you know what? That, like, I'm leaning more towards appendicitis because it's it's probably because, you know, not because of anything stupid that they did. Like, not looking when they crossed the road type of thing. Okay, guys, you gotta look. Even if the pedestrian light is on and you have right of way... Like, you will lose if a car hits you, so please look around. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's advice that most people need, but go uh, yeah. on. Some people, they don't. They have faith in that light. They're like, I have the right of way. I'm just gonna go. Um, and, you know, the, the other person goes to their little nook the next day with that little anticipation giddiness in their heart and... It's empty. And then they're like, oh no, what's happened? A million worst case scenarios flash through their brain. Like, what if the other person isn't interested anymore? Oh, but what if they're like, what if they're sick? What if they moved? <laughs> uh, what do I do? I don't know any way to contact this person. Uh, agony. It's almost like our method of communication was inherently problematic. <laughs> it's like, what if this person never comes back and, like, I've been too shy to, like, leave actual contact information? <laughs> <laughs> and then, see, where, where I would go with that is that then, then they start coming back every day and leaving, like, another one. And like they sort of they sort of like go back through the history of the poems they write, and then like essentially like make a new version of every one of them with their improved skill. <laughs> and like every day they come back and leave another one of them, and they like arrange them. Well, this is this is a really creepy extreme effort to rewrite all the poems that have been to date. What? Obviously, what? Like, like come on, see, like. What? I don't even understand. What kinds of real people would ever do anything like this? This is like, like there's... I, I know a few. So extra. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what is happening? <laughs> you actually know people like this? They need to be slapped. Okay? <laughs> what are you talking about? She's great. No. Absolutely. Full of like, 
I am Such on board for this kind of person. extra nonsense. It is so extra. It is so unnecessary. It is so ridiculous. Go and I love live it. live your life and, like, actually accomplish shit, okay? I don't... I can't handle this. It, like, the fact that it's a real person makes it, like, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I said they were extra. I didn't say that it was, like, normal to do. This is way too extra. I... <laughs> You have you have an idea of way too extra that's like barely even extra. Come okay, on. Okay, this is like, you, couldn't you just be like, oh, I'm just gonna come back every day, and like see if I can find the person, and you know leave a little message. No, no, no. Cause essentially they like they like come back and they're like writing all these poems and this is sort of like shrine to the person who's now gone, and then like. Straight up, the other person, like, gets out of the hospital. Oh, my they God! Back, they, like, look into this enormous thing of just, like, crazy amounts of poems. And then they meet. That's where no. we uh, end, our, end our story. Come You're on. having the person conclude that the other person died because they missed one message and then start building a death shrine? <laughs> yes! <laughs> and it's not necessarily that they died, right? It's that they might have left and they just want to shrine to, like, everything that was, like, going on How here. How is that you know? just? extra how <laughs> yes that's the point it's supposed to be extra no i refuse this is too this is no <laughs> <laughs> no okay please have some like an iota of common sense no <laughs> Common sense is for losers. Come on. Don't know me. <laughs> okay, this person <laughs> needs to be slapped upside the head if they're trying. Oh, yeah. It's time to start building a shrine. That's not really how they thought of it. I to mean, be like, fair. literally, the guy, the guy with the appendicitis going to be out in a day or two. It's not even enough time to build a whole shrine. And then. Oh no! I was I was thinking like that they that they got something that like keeps them there for like a couple of weeks at no! least. No, that ain't Why are you putting this person through major major medical illness just to? Because I want something ridiculous to happen. This is, we got level. We're writing romance here. I don't know why you're. <laughs> oh, oh, like okay, you're the. <laughs> Your initial idea was they would gradually melodrama to just meet and then they meet and then they get together and then suddenly it turns to You said I should lean in. I leaned in. Prolonged medical illness leading the other person to conclude that they're dead. I didn't say they concluded that they were dead. Oh man. They concluded that the relationship was dead. You can't Okay, why can't we not? And they're mourning the relationship more than the other person. The ideal. This is not <laughs> leaning in. This is falling over the edge and dying. Okay? <laughs> I, like, no. Okay? Like, it's just a few days and then they're like, oh no, I'll just come back and check again tomorrow. And then nothing. And then... On the third day, they're like, I have so much regret. Like, why, if this is the last time I'll ever have contact with this other person, because I was too cowardly to, you know, leave my 
email address slash cell phone number slash discord tech uh, on the, a piece of paper. Um, and then, so they do. And then, you know, a hospitalized person rushes out of the hospital, runs to the nook, and it's like, there it is. It's a contact. And then they're like, oh crap, do I have to call first? <laughs> See, and this is, you You said that I should be more ridiculous, and then you toned it down. Come on. Uh, again, why can you not find a happy medium? Why do you gotta be utterly boring, not even romance, to falling over the edge of stupidity, huh? Why can't we just <laughs> walk along the bridge of romance? <laughs> Screw that bridge. I'll go where I want. Which is either way too extra or not even like any this extra. This is why you'll never be commercially successful. <laughs> I feel like that way too extra version that I talked about would actually be so much fun to read. Yes, for you. Whereas everyone else is like screaming at the book. Like, wah! <laughs> I would be screaming at the book, why? And continue reading? But, like, not cringe why, but, like, why are you people no. such ridiculous No, I people? would throw it across the room and then into the recycle bin. Okay, because <laughs> it's, I can't. This is, no. Okay. No. And then... Hey, I mean, I have, I have people that, I, that I'm uh, going to talk to in real life about uh, writing, you know? And uh, a bunch of them are poetry writers. Do you think I should approach them with this idea? Tell them and, and see which of the ideas they prefer? I don't care if your poets prefer your idea. I, like, the, they're not the audience. Do they even read romance are novels? Are they not? Uh, many of them do. Okay, whatever. I feel like everybody you know is weird. Um, <laughs> like, and I'm saying that as a weird person that you know. Um, <laughs> so okay. none of your polling is valid. Oh, I see. It's a selection bias there. Extreme selection bias, because you apparently know people who are like this extra, which is like, oh my god, how are you still alive? <laughs> how did you not just blow your entire life savings on an anniversary present? Um, um, that would be because they have never been in a relationship that has lasted more than four months. I wonder why! Ms. Extra? <laughs> Maybe did you did you pull out all the stops at the one month mark and freaking out the other no. person? Did you no, did you draw overblown uh, conclusions when the other person was five minutes late ending the relationship? <laughs> that they have done once. Uh. <laughs> okay, and then. Guy slash girl slash being finally text that number because you know who's they're not gonna call, let's be real. They're not gonna call, they're gonna text. <laughs> <laughs> they text, they set up a meeting. Apparently. And they go like uh you know, they've n nicknamed the other person uh through the poetry. Uh, you know, one of them is the See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they, like, nickname so much as they create, like, a cluster of associations with each of them. Yes, but, like, one of them, it's like, you know, one of them's, like, the rose or, like, the, the, I don't know, some kind of 
Yeah, no, what I'm saying is there's no, like, individual idea or individual name that they use to, to nickname each other. Instead, they use this, like, wild cluster of ideas that are, like, loosely sure, connected. but there's a primary one, and then so the person texts and it goes, like, primary whatever, whatever, that, whatever <laughs> that epithet is with a question mark. And then the other person's, like, heart is lifted, I have a message! And then they reply, and then, you know, they exchange, like, many, uh, like, many messages full of, like, really dumb, cringy poetry references for a while, and then eventually get around to, like, maybe thinking, meeting arranging up. to meet And up. as soon as they meet up, then you end the story, and you're done. It's and fine. And yeah, well, I mean. And then you write an epilogue uh, of them being cute in the house together and like maybe they have just like some i don't know like a like a table like a very specific very small table where they still leave messages to each other and then you end the epilogue and it's done uh, i mean uh, to be thematically <laughs> consistent you would probably just end with another poem that implies that they had their happily ever after in my opinion I don't know if that would be thematically consistent, because, like, we're not writing all of this in the form of a poem, because we're going through them, like, creating the process and then having a poem. Yeah. As it goes back and forth between them. So, what I would do is I would essentially, like, show, like, a weird, like, a like a happy domestic life, and then they, like, leave a, leave a poem, and then, like, maybe you read that poem, and that's what you go yeah, out Yeah, you gotta on. end with a poem. And you have to start with a poem. Start with the first poem and then like break into like oh yeah start with like start with like the person writing the first poem and then it's like ha laughs to himself and rips it out of the notebook and folds into a crate but it's kind of like a little sad laugh like I wish I was good at this uh, <laughs> oh man like if anybody's listening like please write something else I don't <laughs> I would love this I would absolutely adore reading this like come on. Ugh. I mean, I spend most of my time writing adorable romance scenes, and this is too much for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when I write my romance scenes, it's also almost too much for me. Like, I literally take a break after every single sentence when it's getting really fluffy. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to go about it. I... I actually really love this idea, so just like straight up. No, it's a it's a nonsense. It's nonsense, and also if any of you are harboring some kind of weird fantasies that this is how you're gonna get into a, a blissful relationship, it's not. It's get not. over yourself. It is absolutely not. This is a terrible foundation for for an actual relationship. And if it ever happened in real life, the other person would just end up being a serial killer who would kidnap you. Okay. <laughs> So, that's unlikely. There aren't that many people who are serial killers. Still, it's it's more likely that they're a creepy serial killer than your ideal romantic partner. So none of this nonsense. Go out and talk to real people and, you know, not with poetry, with real words and, and learn about them <laughs> and, and make relationships that way. I can't believe I have to say I this see, ex explicitly, but apparently there's extra people out there. <laughs> You, the fact that you're the one who's giving that advice is hilarious to me. I have never been in a 
ridiculously stupid relationship based on fantasized ideals, have I? Because I have common sense. <laughs> I, I think there were six unnecessary words in that sentence. <laughs> I think you could... I think there were six unnecessary words in that sentence, and somebody else can pick out what those six words mm -hmm, are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's a pretty obvious six words to me, but that's because I know the I know the actual truth and uh, what's uh, what's it's going on. It's pretty obvious. Here. Okay, it's hashtag forever alone. But yeah, I, I wasn't gonna say it. You know, I was gonna leave our our readers to puzzle it out, like a like a poem or I'm an idea. I'm not ashamed of having standards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. I have standards. I didn't think you should be ashamed. And Although most people wouldn't uh, want to say that their standards are so ridiculously high. My standards high. are not yeah. ridiculously high, okay? The human race needs to pick up their socks. Um. <laughs> uh-huh. Pick up their socks? Yes, that's what the that, saying is. That is not a phrasing that I've ever heard it in my means, life. I don't actually know what it means. I assume it's back from, from the days where socks would sag because of the lack of elastic fiber in them. Um. <laughs> Again, I have literally never heard that phrasing in my life. Well, it means it means get on with it and stop being so, like you know, slouchy and unkempt. I don't know. <laughs> I would assume that the act of picking up one's socks would involve some uh, slouching or bending over. Yes, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. Complaining about uh, a, a uh, idiom? Yeah. That's an idiom, right? That I've never heard before. So, if for some reason you like this idea and write it, you can email us at listeners.unwrittenimaginings.com. Again, I will not read it, but... Mention somewhere in your subject line that it's the poetry one, and then uh, Eunice will completely ignore it, and I will yeah. read it. And then we'll, like... Well, we'll promote it on this podcast, by which I mean Atheo. I'll promote it, and Eunice will complain. If you'd like to be a guest on this show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you enjoyed listening to us, please give us a rating on iTunes or on another site that allows ratings. Um, yeah. If you enjoyed me going, I can't a lot, uh, the other episode on time loops will probably be your thing. <laughs> I don't know if it will. These are kind of wildly different genres. Oh, man. Well, if, if, all, if all you need to enjoy an episode is me going, I can't, repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little strange for a thing to be like enough to enjoy it on its own yeah you know? but you know people are strange apparently so yeah i'm just gonna we're good okay goodbye everybody <laughs> <laughs> goodbye see you next week